Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm Sam Vanderweelen. I am so excited that you're here today. As you're listening to this episode, I'm actually in uh, Texas. Actually, I'm about to head to Texas to go to the podcast movement conference. So I'm so excited about that. If you haven't gone back and listened to my episode back in, let's see, episode 54, all about my recap from the ConvertKit craft and commerce conference, which was like totally mind blowing and changed so many things I'm doing in my own business. I hope you go back and listen to it. And if you like that kind of recap of a conference, let me know, make sure you send me a message because um, I would love to do it about the podcast movement conference as well. That's so the podcast movement conference is obviously all about podcasts. So I'd be happy to bring back everything that I learned from these. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited about what I'm going to learn. Oh, so today is my favorite kind of podcast episode because it's short and sweet. And I'm really helping those of you who are moving or thinking about moving and you have a business, right? Whether you already have registered a business or you're thinking about it, but you're not sure what to do now because you know you're going to move. Today's episode is perfect for you because really you have two options and I just break them down real simply. And I give you all of the questions that you need to ask, not only yourself, but a CPA, like word for word, I would get out a notebook. I would write down these questions that I give you today and I would just ask your CPA and it's going to become much clearer what you need to do to register your business if you're moving. The other reason I love this episode is because I'm drinking coffee with you and it's in the morning and it's quiet and I just like sitting down and chatting with you. I can't believe I've had the podcast for a little over a year now. This is episode 57. I have had so much fun doing this. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast too. I was actually writing something to my email list yesterday reminding people that like, you know, sometimes we listen to things and I do this all the time, but like we listen to things, we listen to people's podcasts or YouTube channels or like watch their content all the time. And we don't ever say anything, right? And I think sometimes people take for granted and they think that creators just like know it or they must hear it from someone else and all of that. I hear from so many people that they like the podcast. Of course, we also get like not from the podcast, but we get we get meanie heads who like respond to emails and things too. But <laughs> which is just it's part of the job. It's not okay, but it's part of the job. But I think it's important not not just for like patting someone's ego, but what what I really love hearing from you is like what you're liking, what you want to hear more of, what you wish I would talk about, all that kind of stuff. So just don't take it for granted. Don't think like somebody else must be telling us or something like that, because it's so helpful for me to hear. I want to create content. I want to create episodes. I want to write things that are helpful to you, right? And that's where this episode even came from was because I get so many questions from people about moving. So we decided to do this episode, right? So I hope for those of you who have reached out and you've asked questions about moving in the past, you're happy that we're doing this. So if you ever have questions, you want me to talk about something, um, you know, about legally protecting your business, something more on the marketing side of your online business, of course, I'm happy to dive into it. And with that, I just hope you enjoy this episode and I hope this clarifies any questions that you have about moving your business. So let's dive in. Uh, moving. So I know all about moving because actually when you're listening to this episode, it's like exactly a year since I moved to New York from Philadelphia. Um, and I don't want to do it again for a while besides, um, all the packing and all the cleaning and the furniture and, oh my gosh, and the furniture delays. I'm still waiting on some furniture is actually the legal stuff. I'm with you. It is annoying, right? It's annoying. 
But luckily, I know exactly what to do, so I can help you with that today. And this is a question that I get so often, and even more so in the last couple of years, probably, since people have been moving so much. And since people have been going, you know, like nomadic and maybe you want to learn about where to house your business, if you're going to be moving around or if you're going to be traveling overseas or living overseas, or, you know, today's episode is for you if you're just moving from one state to another in America, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping to just make it real simple for you. This is not actually as complicated as it might feel right now, but it's going to be okay, I swear. So the the problem here is that like if people are moving, one of the things that comes up is that they'll say like, I know I'm moving in the future, so I'm not going to register my business. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't love that unless you know that you're moving like tomorrow <laughs> or or in a couple of weeks or maybe even I don't know. Um, I don't want to give you like a hard and fast limit, but like very, very soon. Right. But if you if you aren't moving for a while or if it's just like one of those things where you're like, I know I'm going to move, but I don't know when. I don't like not registering your business somewhere because until then you're operating without legal protection, right? So that doesn't feel good to me. And also once you hear the steps that I'm going to walk you through today, you're going, you might say, "Mm, okay, it's worth it then, right? So like most things in business, most things in legal, it's really important that you consider like all of the things I'm going to tell you today and then you decide, right? Like a lot of times people look to me to be like, what am I supposed to do? Like they're looking for this perfect answer, this right answer. Oftentimes there's not necessarily a perfect or right answer when it comes to legally protecting your business. It's often like how much risk are you willing to put out there, right? So you'll you'll kind of see what I mean as we're talking about how to register your business if you're going to move today. The other thing, the other issue that we can run into here is like if you leave your original business in your original state, like let's say you live in Oklahoma and so you are living in Oklahoma now and then you move to New York and you just move to New York and you never update anything. That's not good either because first of all, the the amount of time you leave your business registered and open in New York, I'm sorry, in Oklahoma, you have to pay taxes on that, right? And on the income you made while your business was housed there. If you've moved to New York, ever since you've been living in New York and operating your business out of New York, you have to pay taxes there. So you really want to take care of this kind of swiftly so that you cut off what you owe in your old state and like start fresh with what you owe in your new state. And just technically speaking, from like a legal and tax perspective, if you're operating your business from whatever state, that is the state that your business needs to be registered in, right? And your business can be registered in multiple states. It's That's okay, too. Um, but it has to be registered in these other states if you're running your business out of it. I'm not talking about like if you're housed in Oklahoma, but you work with clients in California. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like your what we used to call like the butt in the seat. Like if your butt is in the seat in California and that's where you're like sitting on your computer and that's where you're working on your business from, then your business needs to be registered there. Right. So that's that's really what we're talking about. Okay, so I just moved, and so I'm going to use some of my my experience my ex- as an example here, um, just to give you some backstory. So I lived right outside of Philadelphia in New Jersey, and so I had originally an LLC formed in New Jersey back in like 2016, 2017, and then I I think maybe a year or two later I. I filed to file my taxes as an S-corp. So I've talked about this before, but S-corp is not like a different 
business entity type. It's just a taxation status. And so I was still an LLC, but instead of electing to be taxed as an individual who owned an LLC, I elected to be taxed as an S-corp um, in on both the like level with the IRS and with the state of New Jersey. So I, that's what I was when I was ready to move, right? Fast forward, I moved to New York several years later in 2021, I guess it was. I moved to New York and I want to become an S-corp an LLC there and an S corp that files as an LLC right away because my business is making, you know, money and I want to make sure that I'm legally protected, but I also want to make sure tax wise, I'm saving as much as humanly possible. So that, that was kind of my situation. And I'll, I'll work that in as a little bit of an example as we're going through how to move today. Okay. So let's start out by talking to those of you who have already registered your business wherever you live and now you're going to move somewhere else, right? So you already have a sole proprietorship or you already have an LLC in whatever state that you currently live in, but now you're going to move to another state. When that's the case, you essentially have two options. The first is that you can what's called wind down or dissolve your entity in state number one. So when I say state one, I'll refer to that as like where you currently live, right? Where it's currently or where it's currently registered. So you can wind down or dissolve your entity in state one and then register your business in state two as a new LLC or a new sole proprietorship, whatever you are, right? That's the first option. Let's go over the pros and cons of that option. Okay. So the pros I think are pretty straightforward. It's a nice and clean way of doing it. I like doing that when you're not moving back to state number one, like you're done with state number one, I'm never going back there. No, I'm just kidding. But like you're not, it's not something that's temporary or something like that. Like you're not going to live in California for six months and coming back to your home state or whatever. This is like a permanent move. You're not going back. You don't have any ties to that old state. Um, This would also be great if like the state that you're moving to has better tax, you know, advantages or business advantages for you than the previous state. So it's a nice and clean way of doing it. Like you don't have to worry about like dual filing, filing taxes in your old state and filing taxes in your new state, finding a CPA who understands that, all that kind of stuff. So it's like less less tax filings, nice and clean. The cons are that it's annoying. (laughs) I can just, um, one time when I was like 13, my mother banned me from using the phrase annoying because I was saying it about everything. But I often find that it's like the best description of a lot of situations. And this is one of them. It's annoying. Um, This is what I just did, right? So the process that I just described to you, I was moving permanently or, you know, When I say permanently, I don't mean that you have to commit to living to this new state for the rest of your life. But like, you know, for right now, that's where you think you're going. So I permanently moved from New Jersey to New York and there was no reason to keep my business open in New Jersey. I didn't have a house there. I wasn't going to be performing any business activities there. So from a legal perspective, there was no requirement. So I dissolved my entity in New Jersey and I but you don't do that, by the way, until you file the new one. So I filed the new LLC in New York, made sure that successfully went through. Then as soon as that went through, I dissolved and wound down the New Jersey entity. That is actually as simple as filing a form. So I wound the New Jersey entity down by you can literally Google like your state's name, dissolve LLC or dissolve sole proprietorship or whatever you have. And usually there's just an online form in New Jersey. It was super easy. 
So I did that only after the New York LLC had gone through. Once the New York LLC went through, then I could file, then I could take the next step to file to be taxed as an S corp. So it's kind of all done in a process because you, they're like building blocks and you need one to do the next, right? So you have to be an LLC first in order to file taxes as an S corp. So, and that is a process, by the way, that you do with a CPA only. You never, ever, ever do the escort process by yourself it is very complicated. It's also extremely time consuming, frustrating and overwhelming. So I would not do it yourself. You should work with a CPA to do that. So for me, the cons really are that right of just having to like go through all those steps, the paperwork, the fees, the little fees that like add up. It's time consuming. I would lean on a professional as much as you can. Obviously, in the ultimate bundle, I teach you about things like this. I teach you about filing LLCs and I teach you about getting an EIN if you need to get a new one, like all of those things. So we talk about this a lot and we talk a lot about in the community that comes with the ultimate bundle. People post questions all the time about moving. So you have, you know, the ability to ask questions, but you also have access to all this, like these past questions as well. All right. So if that was option number one, then what is your other option? Is there a less annoying option? Well, let's go over option number two. Option number two, if you already have registered your business, but you're moving to a new state, is to leave your business in state one registered like normal, just like it is right now, and then register your business as what's called a foreign entity in state number two. Yes, you can have your business registered in more than one place, right? And no, the term foreign does not refer to like outside of America. So, well, when you see in states, when you go to register your business and you see it says like, are you trying to uh, register a domestic entity or a foreign entity? It's very confusing because domestic makes it sound like domestic U.S. That's not what they mean. Domestic and foreign, when you're registering your business on the state level, refers to in-state or out-of-state. So domestic means in-state. So if you were going to register an LLC in California and it says, do you want to register a domestic LLC? That means you want to register an LLC that's housed and like based primarily uh, in California. If you saw it says, do you want to register a LLC in California as a foreign entity? What that means is saying to, to California, I've registered my, my business in another state and I'm also trying to register it here but it's like second in line here, right? So my business is primarily housed in some other state, but I'd like California to recognize that my business is also operating out of this state. So that's why option number two, I'll just repeat it, is leaving your business in state number one registered like normal and then registering your business as what's called a foreign entity in state number two, because you're saying to state number two, I already have registered my business in another state and I'm keeping it there, but I also need you to recognize that I've registered it here and that I want it registered here, right? So if you had a domestic LLC in New York, because that's where you lived, but you're moving to California, you could register your LLC as a foreign entity, a foreign LLC in California. That's just under option number two. Now, of course, this option also has its pros and cons, right? Um, I guess the pro is like not having to wind down and like start new accounts and all that kind of stuff um, and like less filing and less time consuming probably. But the big con to me is like all the, the tax stuff. So you still have to file taxes in both of those states, right? So you'd file in state one and state two. Um, you'd have to keep up with like the annual fees. You have to be able to get your mail for both of these 
you know, location. So like if you don't have a place to get your mail, I I just I guess I couldn't really see this being um, not a viable option, but the best option unless you truly were like split. You know, if you split your time between L.A. and New York or something, um, maybe that's an option. But otherwise, I don't know who exactly this would be a great fit for. These are kind of the options that that I would talk through with your CPA. I The reason I wanted to do this episode for you is just to give you kind of a foundational starting point for your conversation so that you understand what your two options are and what some of the basic pros and cons are for them. And then you could take this to your CPA and be like, okay, I know that my options are either that I wind down and register like new in my next state, or I leave my business here and I register as a foreign entity in my new state. Um, can you explain to me what the tax implications are of those two scenarios? That's what I would say, right? What are my tax liabilities in both of those cases? I have to do I have to file taxes in both states? What does that look like? How does that work with business revenue, right? If I'm living in state number two and making most of my money there, how does that work with taxes? Like what are we reporting to state number one? Those are the kinds of questions that I would be asking. I would ask if there were any tax advantages to doing it that way. And I would also ask if either of those states um, have any sorts of tax advantages that would that would make this decision much simpler for me. Like, should I leave my business in one of these states or or not move it or move it because one of them has big tax advantages? That's what I would be asking. Right. OK, so I also want to give you a couple of questions um, if you're if you're moving and you're not sure what to do, if you're moving within the U.S., I want you to ask yourself three questions. One, is this move permanent? Right. I've, you've heard me talk about that a lot. So is this permanent? Is this something that's temporary that's going to influence the decision? Two, is there a financial or legal incentive to keeping my business in a state where I don't live? Now, that might be a question that you're asking a CPA. I don't necessarily expect you to know the answer to that. Three, same thing for an accountant. What are the financial or tax implications for both options for me? Right. So I would ask those three questions. Well, number one to yourself and two and three to probably your CPA. And I think that will help you come clearly to a decision. I also wanted to address any of you who are moving overseas or who are American expats or I, a lot of times I have like military spouses or people who are moving around. I have a couple of questions for you about that you can ask yourself about registering your business here in the U.S., even if you're not living here in the U.S. If you're because you're American, but you're just not living here. So if you're moving overseas, do you have a home base somewhere here in America? Right. Maybe a family member still lives here somewhere. Do you have an apartment that you keep here? Like your sister lives here, whatever. Do you have a home base? Because that might be somewhere that you could register your business. You also want to ask yourself if you have somewhere to receive mail, because that's going to be a requirement of wherever you end up registering. So unless you pick a state that's okay with you registering using a P.O. box, you're going to need a physical address, right? So that's something to consider when deciding, is there a state where I can house my business even if I'm not living here? The third thing, and and this often is just like the kind of like the overall summary of where people end up registering their businesses if they're an expat living overseas, where are you filing your taxes in the U.S., right? Because you still have to file taxes until you give up citizenship. So you wherever you're filing your taxes would seem to make sense to me to be the place to house your business if you could. Again, another thing I would talk to your CPA about for sure. 
Okay, so I hope that these were helpful. I hope that you um, send me a DM on Instagram at Sam Vanderweelen and let me know if this episode was helpful. If you have any questions about moving, I'm happy to help. And if you think that one of your friends who might have moved recently or is moving would benefit from this episode, just go ahead and text it to them really quickly. All it takes is one sec and it's really helpful to the show to let people know. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.